Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. So good morning, everyone. As Pastor Kimberly said, my name is Taylor, and I have the extreme honor of sharing with you this morning. My husband Alex and I, along with our kids, have been serving uh, here at attending and serving C3 Vernon since October of 2019, when we first moved to Vernon. We serve in lots of different capacities, and we um, have absolutely found home, and we hope that you will too. So continuing on from what Pastor Kim was sharing, talking a little bit about mirrors and our reflections, um, I'm going to read to you James 1, 22 to 25 in the message version. It says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in a mirror and walk away. And in two minutes, have no idea who they are and what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of their eye and sticks with it, is not distracted or scatterbrained, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in that action. So in case you missed Pastor Kim's title, the Um, The title of our message, collaboratively, is Mirror, Mirror, Am I Having an Identity Crisis? Let's pray. It's hilarious. I love it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come to you. Thank you that your words would speak through me. Father, as as I have prepared, I just give this message over to you. Would you speak what it is you want to communicate? Would you touch our hearts this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so while I was studying a little bit, I decided to look up the history about mirrors and how they're made, because, you know, I'm a nerd that way. Um, <laughs> so you might know this, you, this might be new to you, but for me it was new. Um, I used to, a Discovery Channel, You know the show that was always on there was like, How It's Made, and it was like three different episodes. It was like my favorite show. So I naturally, yeah, that sounds, yeah, of course you would, absolutely. So I found a video on Google that was like, How It's Made, Mirrors. It was great. So it was new for me, and maybe it will be for you. Mirrors are smooth surfaces with shiny dark backgrounds that reflect lights. Some of the first mirrors were actually just um, sheets of polished metal. I didn't know that. I thought it was glass like it is today. When a mirror is made, if there's any impurities in the background, it will distort the image that you see. That's why sometimes if you look at one mirror, you may seem taller or slimmer or wider or shorter or, you know, one leg's longer than the other. Maybe your legs are different lengths. That's fine. Today's mirrors are made by what's called silvering, which is the spraying of a thin layer of aluminum onto the back of a sheet of glass. So when we grew up, we may have been told things like, you're not good enough. 
you're not smart enough. You are actually an oops. When we heard these things, we created impurities in the backgrounds of our mirrors. So now when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we tend to see those thoughts that have been imprinted in our heads. Sometimes maybe it wasn't things that were said, but things that you didn't hear. Maybe you didn't hear the words, I love you, in your house. So you spent your life questioning the fact, am I loved? What you may or may not know about me is I was raised by a single mom for the majority of my childhood. She did her very best with what she had. But, of course, as most children are, we become curious about who the other parent is. When I was eight, I decided that I wanted to get to know him. And honestly, I didn't know why. But I wanted to figure out why he didn't want to know me. Without intention, the words that I felt from him, not wanting a relationship with me, with me was that I wasn't wanted. That I was a burden or that I was worthless. I decided that regardless of how I felt about that, I still wanted to know him. Was I like him? Did I look like him? Did my Because I don't look like my mom. Are my mannerisms more like him? My mom was able to put me in contact with him, and I spoke with him for a few years. But I, as the child, found I was always putting in the effort. I always made the phone calls. I had my mom always do the drive because he was here in Vernon and I was in the Lower Mainland. And then I turned 14, something switched. I no longer wanted to be the parent. I said, nope, if he wants to have a relationship with me, he'll call. Let me tell you, I'm still waiting for that phone call. To be honest, it was hurtful. As any impressionable young girl, it would be to not have a dad who wants her. It made my teen years quite challenging. I looked for the love in all the wrong places. I began to feel those same feelings again from when I was a child. Unwanted, a burden, worthless. I found that I was constantly looking for acceptance from anywhere and anyone. I began to mold myself into think, some, thinking that what other people would want me to be so that I could be accepted. I changed schools and I decided, perfect, I can be whoever I want to be. It not only exposed me, but it left me feeling bitter and closed off to the world. As I continued to hear the words unwanted or a burden or worthless, my mirror became dented and the image became unclear. I'm not sure what words have affected the clarity in your mirror. Perhaps something happened that made you feel unsuccessful or insufficient, maybe dirty tainted, weak. I don't know everyone's story, but God does.
He knows exactly what you need, how you feel or have felt or have come to believe over the years. When we look in a child's mirror, over the, oftentimes, if you have children on this Mother's Day, you see it smudged. I intentionally didn't clean this mirror before bringing it. It's got dust. Oftentimes, there's lipstick on it. Because when you're, why not add it to the mirror? <laughs> yeah, food. Or dented, because it just gets treated as worthless. Unfortunately, it doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just buy a mirror from the store for your child and it comes like this, unless it's a housekeeping mirror <laughs> or a how-to wash the mirrors, which I haven't found one, so. When we look at this mirror, what it's written on, whether it's scratched or dented, we see our reflections as such, not complete. This is what life looks like when we look at ourselves through the way and the words that others speak about us or what we have thought we have heard. When we start to speak life and truth over our lives, the dents in the mirror begin to wash away. But it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We actually need to create new pathways in our brain to start believing what God says about us. We need to start speaking out what God sees and what God says. And as we do this, we begin to transform our mind and that transformation begins to refine out the impurities, reshaping the way we see ourselves. Just like the mirrors and how they were made with a sheet of metal, if there were impurities, they would need to be banged out. Here are a few things that you can find in scripture about what God says about us. Will you close your eyes with me? Remove your distractions. I want you to hear these things that our amazing father says about me and he says about you. God says, I am chosen. I am forgiven. I am called of God. I am accepted in him. I am complete in him. I am free from condemnation. I am strong in the Lord. I am set free. I am healed. I am sufficient. I am blessed.
I am wonderfully made. I am God's beloved. Would you focus on maybe one of those? For me this week, as I've been preparing, I've kept hearing the song. I don't know if you've heard it from Hillsong called, um, I keep forgetting the name, but it says, Who You Say I Am is the name of it. And the bridge of it says, I am chosen, not forsaken. And in my mind, that's what I've been focusing on this week. I was chosen for such a time as this. We were born into this world at such a time as this. Would you focus on one of these? Mother, it's chosen like I have found. Maybe it's sufficient. Maybe it's whole. Maybe it's free from condemnation. God's beloved. Maybe it's forgiven. Would you focus on that this morning just for a moment? I'm going to just pause for a minute in the silence. It might feel weird, and I'm okay with that. Because I believe that Holy Spirit wants to take a moment and speak to you. He wants to replace and hammer out some of those dents that you've believed over the years. You are wanted. You are beloved. You are chosen. Will you sit with that for a moment? You know, I'm not quite finished with my message, but I feel really encouraged to pray in this moment. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? This isn't just a Mother's Day message to touch women's hearts, God, but it's for men and women alike. Neither are free from the lies of the enemy. And right now, God, we are declaring your truth over it. Would we replace the dents in our mirror with your words? Would we hear your truth? Would we begin to recreate new pathways in our mind? Holy Spirit, this morning, have your way. Speak to us. Amen. So some practical steps that I've found that help me change those pathways is by speaking these over ourselves every day. For me, I, well, some is growing up, my mom would put sticky notes everywhere because we rented. So she didn't want to, you know, put holes in the walls. But you can write on a sticky note, chosen, wanted, beloved, put them all around. Maybe you need to put it on your dashboard in your car while you're driving full of grace. For me, I grab a chalk marker and I write it on my mirror at home. So when I'm getting ready, I can, walk, I can look at it. It says, 
Actually, I just cleaned my mirror so they don't say it right now. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes even words of certain songs I feel I put on there. There's a song I'm going to in uh, The Greatest Showman called This Is Me. And a lot of that is like, this is me. This is, this is me. And along with that is becoming comfortable with who I am. Another thing you can do, super practical, is just make a phone background. Write something in your note, just screenshot it, put it on the back of your phone. Every time you pick it up, you'll see it. Another valuable way is to reach out to someone you trust. Let them know you're struggling. Ask them to keep you accountable in the transformation of your thoughts. This doesn't just go for men or women. It goes for both. I mean, men aren't likely going to grab a sticky note or, or a chalk pen and draw on their mirrors. But they can. It's not... It's not I know Alex does too, but not everybody does. It's my chalk pen. It's great. But find ways to get these scriptures in your mind. Whatever it takes. If you're driving, you need, to, you need some truth spoken over you. Turn the radio off. Put some worship music on. Who you say I am, it's got declarative words who God calls you. You are chosen and not forsaken. Though some days are harder than others, it's not always, it's not an overnight and it's not a forever thing. It's something that you have to continually work. You don't just wake up one morning and you're like, ah, I wish. It'd be so much easier. But as we continue to rebuild the pathways, in your brain, you have neurological lanes. And your mind is more likely to go to ones that have been well-grooved. Just like when you're driving on the highway and they're where the trucks have been, your car's more likely going to go where the trucks have than to want to go against it. Or in the snow, when the snow lanes people have driven in, you want to drive there rather than creating a new path. It's easier to stay where it was, but it's worth it to make a new path. So as I'm working through this, I now believe when I look in my mirror, I see that I am chosen. I see that I'm a joy to have and that I am valuable. And I believe that this can be for you as well. So before we distribute some amazing Mother's Day gifts, I'd love to pray for you and then declare one last scripture over you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again so much for this Mother's Day. God, I thank you for the women in our lives, whether they have birthed children or they are just mothers of their own nature. Thank you for the women who have gone before us and the women who will come after us. May we follow in their lead and set a great example. Help us to remember the words that you have called of us. 
Psalms 34 verse 5 says, actually 4 and 5, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.